0: Hey, yo, what up, daydreamers? It's Maddie Kartoropel, and this is my brand new podcast, Daydreaming. And how did I come up with that name, you ask? Well, uh, when I was in first grade, I was called Daydreamer and Space Cadet, and all these things and i was like oh that's a that'd be a good name for a podcast and also uh it's my inspiration behind this podcast because uh not too long ago uh, about a year ago uh i found out that uh that i have add slash adhd i have the inattentive kind where i space out and daydream so I was like, oh, that'd be cool to start a podcast where you kind of follow my journey of, of discovery and learning about it. And uh, also, while well, also, um, I'm going to be interviewing actors, uh, writers, directors, performers, anyone in, in the biz of Hollywood and talking about how they made their dreams come true, and if they had any struggles or anything in their brain health that benefited them to making their dreams come true, and I think that for me, what helped me with my uh, having ADD was my hyper focus, which is a classic ADD thing, so hopefully this podcast will help people out there that want their dreams uh, to come true. So yeah, my my first guest is hilarious. I feel so lucky that I got to get him for this interview because he's just the best dude. He's hilarious. He's so sweet. I hope I get to work with him all the time. We work together on a series of Fortune events, just to name one of his credits there. His name is Reese Darby. That's right. Uh, He's got a huge list of credits. Huge. I'll just name a few. Fly of the Concords, Yes, man. All the new Jumanji films. What We Do in the Shadows. He made an appearance in the new X-Files series as a lizard man. Um, He has a couple podcasts. The Cryptid Factor. Aliens Like Us. He's very much into aliens, which I love. Uh, He's a really funny, funny guy. Love this guy. So let's just kind of dive in and, and, uh, and do this podcast. Welcome. Thank you for, for being here. Uh, You can find us on Apple podcasts uh, or on YouTube. Just, you know, Google the name of the show and it'll pop up. And likey and subscribey and follow and do all that stuff. But right now, why don't we uh, just dive into that interview? So turn on those ears or those those viewing eyes and let's get to it. Because my grandma always said, let's get to it. All right, let's get to it. (laughs) She never said that. She would say, you're the best, though, and I like that phrase. So, you're all the best. Thank you for, she also le- liked to say, uh, you can't want them all. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for being here. I'm having an ADD moment. I got distracted by my grandma. But uh, let's uh, let's start this uh, podcast off with a bang. Without further ado, as the French like to say, uh, here we go. Day dreaming, day dreaming. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello. Reese Darby is joining us. The legend. Hey, what's up, Reese? Can you see me okay? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, cool. Whoa, I like your clouds in the background. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. Those look good.
1: It stretches all the way along the room there. Yeah. This is a hotel room.
0: Oh, nice. You're in Auckland or Wellington or Christchurch. Whoa, cool! That's awesome.
1: Yeah, been South to... Island.
0: Oh, cool! I've been to Christchurch. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Christchurch. It's the best. It's really good to see you, man. We could start yeah, now. We're we're, okay. so we're we're recording, so we're 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 good to go. We're on. Looking good. I like your cans. Those are Thank cool. you. Um, how's Christchurch?
1: Well, I can only see it through my window, which I can show you here because I'm in an isolated oh, quarantine yeah. hotel situation, but it's it's just the airport.
0: Oh, whoa. Cool. So if
1: you're into planes, you know, there's a lot to see, <laughs> comings and goings, large aircraft, a few military numbers.
0: Does it wake you up at all or?
1: No, the soundproofing is amazing here. I think this this whole hotel is triple glazed. Um,
0: oh yeah, I can't Would, have, yeah, like you a can, donut or <laughs> 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 <Triple> glaze.
1: <laughs> no, that's what they call that's that's when you have uh, more than one layer of, of, of window.
0: and oh, I also love
1: that. The, It's it's called glazing. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a I think it's a double term because it is also it has donut usage.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you thank you so much for for doing this. I really appreciate it, man. That's um, okay. You're the best. You're one of my favorite actors, like um my, one, my favorite actor, so it's really cool to have you. I know you're a busy guy. Um so how's how's your week been? Has anything funny happened? Well, really you know. Happened? Any like I'm
1: kind of st- I'm stuck in a room, man. So uh, there's not much. Yeah, <laughs> I watch a bit of TV. You know, you got to have order because I'm here for 14 days. I'm, I'm nearing the end of my stay now. But coming yeah. into New Zealand, you do your your 14 days uh, quarantine, and you're in one room. You can go out and do um, a little bit of exercise in the courtyard, I believe. But I have chosen not to do that. I'm just staying yeah. safe in my room. That seems uh, doing risky. my doing my. Yeah, doing my workouts here because I don't want to be running into someone in the courtyard or in an elevator or touching something that somebody else. And also, when people see me, and in fact, it happened this morning because I had to take some trash out to the little garbage thing in the in the corridor. Yeah. And someone someone recognized me. Oh, I really like your thing. And now they automatically <laughs> they come closer to you. They want to start yeah. talking with their with their mask or whatever. And I'm like, all right. Um, <laughs> catch you on tv it's the safest place to be uh so i'm kind of gonna
0: <laughs> right, come yeah. back and into they, the room i get a photo with the whole thing a bag of trash. exactly
1: you, you know there's it's it's funny because people still they still lose their um their inhibitions and stuff when even even during a crisis when you've got masks on they that all all of a sudden they said oh i've got to get a photo with this person or oh, i've got to say something which is great i mean i would probably do the same yeah. thing if i if I ran into Pierce Brosnan or something, but uh, not I'm or liking Tom, myself Tom to Piers Brosnan. <laughs> yeah, Tom, the cruise, the cruise mobile. If I saw him, you know, I'd look down and go, "Oh, mate, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of you."
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. awesome. I don't know where the cruise missile will be in the uh, in the quarantine hotel. He'll have his own. Uh, okay, speaking of Tom Cruise. He's I guess he's doing a movie in space and I know that you you love space oh, wow. and you do a lot of I do. Have you heard have you heard this that he's actually no they're gonna go in space and do a movie. So I think you need wow, to call your agent. Are you kidding agent. me? No, no, no. They're like he's partnered with NASA and Tesla and they're gonna shoot him in the space station. So maybe oh you could God. be like it's quirky friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, I need to get I need to give my agent a call. this quirky friend (laughs) i could be i could be the new zealand yeah
0: yeah that'd be awesome um that
1: seems i was just gonna say that seems so gimmicky because we all know you can just create anything anywhere these days i mean the whole what you know look at um uh what's the the star wars series mandalorian it's all done on like these sets that are all complete so digital you can't even tell yeah. yeah, they're gonna risk. It's, it's classic cruise, though, isn't it? He's such a risk taker. He's like, I, I do my own stunts. We, we're going to space, we're going to space, you know. And I think,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you might even be able to tell the difference, <laughs> right. it'll they just be just, much harder yeah, to make. They
0: could just say they did it in space and no one would know. Yeah, it'd be like, Yeah, we yeah, did Yeah, exactly. It um, yeah, we did it. You should have
1: seen it. What, what's the making of. <laughs>
0: What's uh, yeah, because you in uh, Lovebirds love that movie. You played Doug, and he's a bit oh. of a daydreamer. I, yeah. I love that film. I watched it with my wife, oh, we, we enjoyed it very much. And uh, the young kid loves space, and you you wear uh, you know, a moon outfit. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, I just what's been your draw to like things with space?
1: Well, I think for me, it, it comes down to uh, the great wonder of where we're from and where we're yeah. going and you know why are we on this planet? And I, for one, who have always felt like the other, because I was a mistake, I shouldn't have been born. Um, and I, and, and that's only, I only say that because I know that for a fact. I mean, my other brothers and sisters are way older than me. There's like four of them. And then there's a nine-year gap. And then I appear... And as soon as I, you know, landed on Earth, um, my parents split up. It's all like, oh, I'm not saying that I'm the the uh, the reason, but it was just like, oh, look, I've ruined it. I shouldn't even be here. What what planet's this? And I've always felt from that moment that you know I I don't quite belong. But and so maybe that's why I've strived to uh, try and belong or try and um, obsess about those that don't feel there that they belong uh where's where's our group and and so i've always championed that uh I love the weirdos
0: yeah know, i love that
1: you could relate and, i can totally and, uh, relate. yeah <laughs> so that's Definitely. my that's my jam it's always that. been my jam and and that goes straight into space into other realms because i look up at the stars and i think you know what else is up there uh i'm into extraterrestrials as you know i'm into yeah, multi-dimensional your universes
0: yeah. Yeah. So aliens like us. I love it. Oh, cool! Thank you. Yeah. So good. Um.
1: And 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 this one of this the cryptid factor. Oh yeah. My other, my other show that I do oh, about. Oh cool. About yeah, um, I, I'm wearing beasties. an alien
0: shirt by the way in your honor. Oh good! Thank you. Yeah. yeah you're welcome. <laughs> So,
1: yeah, so I think it's just that it's, it's, it's the, the unknown, the great unknown. And that's what space represents. And I also think spaceships are cool.
0: Yeah, you know? they're super cool. I yeah. love spaceships. Um, so uh, so Flight of the Concords was the first thing that I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? He's hilarious. Um, he played their, their agent um, and uh, the boys in the show. And uh, how did that come about? How did you get that that gig? How did you know the fellas? Yeah, you knew. That? Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. So um, I should stipulate I, I was their manager and
0: uh, their not manager, agent. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah.
1: But but and 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 still are in a in a, in a fictional way uh, whenever that kind of comes up. But um, yeah, I knew I knew the boys uh, back in the day we had been friends. They were from Wellington and I'm from Auckland. So we only met each other. um, And this is in tiny New Zealand. So, you know, when they, still miles apart, these cities. Um, But during a comedy festival, which in those days, like we're talking 2003, 2004, um, well, even earlier, actually, um, dare I go back to 2001, you know, just to touch right, on right. space, space again, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was I was doing stand up back in those days, um, and they were doing the Concords. I think they kind of started um, around the around the 2002 uh, kind of um, mark. Now we really connected in, in Scotland, so we all went over and did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, um, and I was doing my own stand up and. They were performing uh, the Concord show, which right off the bat was um, infamous straight away. With all the performers, word got out straight away about about what they were capable of doing, their their songs, and and how much joy they brought to people. Uh, Late at night, I think it was like ten thirty at night, and so it was the show that all the performers would go to after after they'd done their shows. And we all became instant fans. And I was a big fan, and also being a fellow Kiwi. Um, Jermaine said, "Hey, we're going to do a, a radio show for um, like a make a pilot for the BBC. Uh, and do you want to play our manager?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And so we just uh, recorded this like improvised a um, a band meeting, uh, and it was all taped on a mini disc player. Um, plus, oh, we added wow. some of their performances, and it was yeah, which yeah, very old school, um, and. Anyway, the pilot went. Uh, then we made a radio series for the BBC, and shortly after that, they started making it big in America through with the HBO Festival and Aspen and things like that. Wow! And they decided to make a, a pilot for the for the American TV, and wow. so I jumped on board again with them there, and then the rest is history. Wow, that's amazing! That was my uh, first acting so job. So you didn't
0: you didn't even have to audition, really. No, right. no, yeah, that's. It was great. just, it was just mates. It was just like, hey, can that's you the best. help
1: us out? Yeah, I think so, sometimes those, and that, that was always the mantra, even with working, through casting, the actual show, uh, on TV. You know, Christian um, Shawl, um, and uh, Arj Barker, and in fact, um, pretty much everyone that even had small parts. They were um not really auditioned. They were, um I know that person from the comedy scene and and you know most of them are, are comedians. Um so they were they were
0: just selected. Um yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And I how think did-
1: Greg might have auditioned <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know that character.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. He's so and then he went on to be this great actor in, in these huge shows, these great dramas. And uh to think he sort of started That's off in awesome. that little comedy show of ours.
0: Um, how uh, how did your life change after that? How did how did uh, like did you start getting calls for offers? Like how did that how'd that work? Yeah, straight away. Yeah,
1: it was well. I say straight away, but we had to wait for the show to come out, and we had no idea whether it was going to be a success or not um it was it right. felt very new zealand to us it felt like we had um jumped on the american hbo horse with a tiny new zealand saddle and reins and didn't know what we were doing but we were like bolting and uh hoping to jump over uh whatever came our way and to use a uh equestrian analogy there for you uh, which is odd for me. I'm not even into horses, but look, <laughs> I uh, I found myself back in the UK, and the first episode, the pilot episode of of Flight of the Concords, came out on MySpace, so everyone got to see it. It was, it yeah. was in the, one of the first big social media um, platforms, um, and so people in the UK knew about it. So I went went back and did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival again, did a did a show there. Um, and people were coming up to me and they had seen the pilot and and i think at that point we're harking back now it's quite a quite a fair way Two thousand, two thousand seven. 2007 um it's not that far in, yeah. in, in, in the grand scheme of the universe but for me yes. my useless memory uh it's so long ago and uh people were excited about the show and they were starting to call me Murray on this, uh, you know, in the festival in the street where people were coming up. And I, and I don't think I'd even seen, other than the pilot, I hadn't seen the show. And I was like, oh, yeah. that was good, is it? Are you enjoying it? Good, okay. And so it was very early there. And then the real, the big one that hit me when I realized, you know, obviously it was doing well was, um, was getting cast in Yes Man uh, by Peyton Reed uh right which is the jim carrey film and that was my first movie and being a big jim you're carrey so fan, funny in
0: that movie i
1: couldn't believe it
0: yeah that's unreal <laughs> that's on un- i love that movie i love the positive aspect of it and just how like how you should live life like that that's what i really love about well
1: it comes from the book yeah. by danny wallace yeah. called yes man and danny by the way is, uh, was a friend of mine um So I had hung out with him a lot and because he wrote the book and I was a fan of his writing anyway, um, he came over to the States to uh, help with the movie and we became really good friends. Um, So if if anyone out there who has enjoyed Yes Man, read Danny Wallace's other books. Uh, He's got quite a few of them where he goes out on a limb and does things just for the hell of it, like saying yes to everything, just as an experiment. Yeah, I love that. Yeah.
0: What was it like working with with Jim Carrey? I mean, he he he's the best.
1: Ah. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had to pinch myself every day because, you know, right. when you you know, you hope to one day maybe meet or or see one of your heroes in the flesh, but when you're suddenly in the room with them and then acting in a scene with them and it's it's your first big role, uh your first movie yeah. rather you know you you've really got to just ignore reality and imagine it's some kind of dream and just and just break through um Surreal. break through the the bub, the bubble of doubt with with utter confidence and so i and i did and the only thing i'm good at is comedy i think so i yeah. so i just did it and he that's was really amazing. supportive of it he believed in me and he he was a great mentor um so yeah i i, I really love jim
0: that's awesome who are some of your other influences as, as a performer that you... So, I grew up
1: oh. um, obsessed with Monty Python's Flying Circus. Oh, like my God. A lot of comedy gigs it. around the world. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was my big one. And then, most British comedy. So, uh, Rowan Atkinson um, oh, yeah. was a big one. Yeah, a big Mr. one for Bean. me. Um, yep. Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie um and then also uh, basically i was a fan of british sitcoms um and there's a whole lot of them like black Adder, um dad's army um you can you can uh, check out all these uh, david croft um shows like which which dad's army is one of it ain't half hot mum there's a uh, are you being served? I mean, a lot of them are very dated now and, and, and completely inappropriate in some ways. Um, so yeah. just be aware of that. If any kids go right. out to look at these things now, remember yeah, that always, they were over time.
0: I always tell people, yeah, um, my favorite kind of- movie was Ace Ventura, and I'm always like, uh, you know, it's the comedy is out of, out of date, so just be careful you watch it yeah yeah sorry yeah
1: do it in do it in context of the time these things are made and also um faulty towers was was the big one for me because i i just loved john cleese and 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 the physicality and so that also links into um Rowan atkinson who obviously is a physical genius and jim carrey you know and and so they those were the main inspirations for my stand-up is that i wanted to be physical i wanted to tell my stories using my limbs that's and awesome. sound effects. I added a few sound effects and mime. I wanted to kind of be original, so I, I would do stand up and all, almost do like sketches on stage. But I would play all the characters, and so that was something I tried to do. I don't know. I must have had so much energy back in those days.
0: I, yeah, I saw you at, <laughs> at Flappers in Burbank, and you just oh, you that's right. It. I went with my wife, and you. That's yeah. Right. You you do a lot of physicality, and I I really love that about you. Um. Uh. What What's your first memory as a kid when you know someone w- was like, "Hey, Reese, you're really funny." Do you remember, like a oh yeah, classmate or what was that for you?
1: I I remember it um distinctly because someone said you should be. I remember sa- the kid saying you should be, uh, and I thought he said, and that might have been a little girl actually. I'm talking about maybe I was six.
0: Yeah. Saying, yeah, yeah. It's should- a long time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was just new at school. Someone said I should be a chameleon. And I think, <laughs> I thought they meant, yeah, like a lizard, you know. And so I'm right, think, right. asking my mom and I'm trying to do lizard impressions. And then the kid's like, no, comedian, you should be a and I was no, I didn't even know what the word was. Um, but I was obsessed with animals from the age of four. And I collected all of these cards and all the specifications of different creatures. So I thought... I should have been a chameleon. Turns that's out, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. It's like becoming something else.
0: Um, yeah, and you know, and so in X Files, uh, you were you were a lizard man. Oh my so you god. you got to I live to your dream. That. So that must have really been an. I incredible did. Experience Isn't that weird how you? things come full circle? Yeah, that's amazing. I did become the
1: lizard man eventually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah,
1: I, I was always a class clown. Uh, so oh, at
0: school through,
1: yeah, the class clown. Uh, So I would, I'd get bored of what they were saying. You know, I maybe I had a, probably had a, 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 not a great attention span and I would doodle, I'd draw or I would, I'd answer questions with a funny answer just because I knew kids would laugh. Uh, And so (laughs) I got a kick, I got a kick out of that.
0: That's awesome. Um, Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I was similar in a way, very um, kind of, in space, you know, so to say. Yeah. Um, And uh, just, you know, this podcast is about daydreaming. And maybe a year ago, I found out that I I had ADD. I've had ADD my whole life. I don't know if you know what that is or ADHD. So I've been a bit of a a daydreamer my whole life. Um, And it's benefited me. It's been great. Uh, uh, But I was wondering, just in your career and life, have you had any kind of um, struggle or thing or challenge in your career that's um, got you to where you are now, or anything like that?
1: Unfortunately, I've had no struggles. I've been nothing but <laughs> success. Um, it's been really tough. I mean, that's that's the tough side of it. <laughs> <Is that laughs> I, look, I'm just trying to. I've had no. Well, oh, okay. I've got a tattoo on my arm saying "no struggles." Uh, no, I don't, but, um, no strugs, full <laughs> hugs. <Drugs>.
0: That's great.
1: <laughs> don't do strugs, kids. Um, say no to drugs. Uh, look, of course, uh, setbacks, um, yeah. you know, uh, a bit of, you know, like bullying at school, but nothing, nothing that has really, um, you know, affected me in a way that I would bring up. Um, and say that this is a reason for that. And then there's that old adage that comedians are, you know, um, poor souls who have had bad things happen to them in life, or they're using it for. Well, I think it's not that simple. Yeah, there are those situations, but yeah. for someone like me, the only thing I can look at uh, is, as I've said earlier, is that that kind of lost feeling that I don't belong, and that's right, that kind right. of me reaching out. And if I was to psychologize it, and I, I know that's a term, if I could psychologize it, <laughs> it would it would kind it's of be. It's a term. Be, it, it is. Of, <laughs> it's a term now, and uh, it would be. It would come back to um, you know early, I guess, to parenthood, to you know, daddy issues or whatever. But um, that's it. I mean, uh, you know, I I have I have got through um my life by being extremely positive and and that's what i love thinking. about
0: you your your instagram you're always very positive and you know we work together on a series of unfortunate events and yeah you, I, I love that about you
1: oh thank you yeah and, yeah and i got that vibe from you as well and it's just that the being being nice and yeah you know, there's that whole you don't need to be a creep you don't need to Bring other people down to be funny, and it can—you might right. need to be cleverer to come up with comedy that uh, you know isn't mean. But um, it's okay to to bring yourself down in a humorous way, especially when you know we all have foibles and we're all crap at some things, and you can make light of that. And and I've done that a lot with my all of my stand-up is generally stories about me being an idiot. Uh, And and not understanding social situations or, you know, or walking in a weird way, going back to the physical stuff or, um, yeah. The funny walk, the money python. (laughs) (laughs) Ministry of silly walks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I think, I think kind of that, that's where I'm I'm a touch different to others that may have, May have some um, dark reasonings or some real setbacks, but look, I I've of course had minor, but only those those setbacks would be with me trying to achieve things in my early days and um not not getting not winning an award or not getting a, a nomination for something or that kind of stuff in the arts. But that's about it. And those things those They only make you stronger because if you believe in yourself, you can go, I can do this. I don't care what these, this panel of experts who by the way I've seen down at the pub the other day and that that guy was fell off his chair. Um, (laughs) you know, they don't know any more than, than I do. You, You, you've got to, you can't as an artist, you can't get held up with what people are, um, critiquing you for because, the the what we're doing art for is the art world and who's in the art world it's anyone who appreciates art and knows what knows what that art is and that's the fans you know so right it's easier now than it was because of because of social media because of the internet platforms you know people can get their stuff out there and um back in the day i mean i was one of the last of that kind of in that era where you know youtube came about and we were still i took for years to sort of go no, put a couple of funny sketches out, but to be honest with you, no, people should be paying for this. You can't, don't, don't give your stuff away, we're gonna work on this, we're gonna try and get a deal, go into some network, you know, and it was that for years yeah. because people fought to um, have their ideas um, looked upon by a, you know, a, a a professional panel of people in suits that know what is funny and stuff and that's, they don't know anything. So
0: they don't. that's why something
1: like <laughs>
0: you, Flight you, of the Conchords was amazing. You got to create your own opportunities and don't ask for permission. And that's what I love about you. You made your own show, um, Short Poppies, right? You, yeah, you made right. that on your own. And uh, yep. I love that about you. How did you? How did that come about? And what was the inspiration for wanting to do that? Um, so so years earlier, I had,
1: uh, I mean, I'd be working on that idea for, for about five or six years, and it started off as a as just some simple audio recordings that I'd made myself of various characters. I maybe done three or four at that point, and it was characters who one one guy who had seen UFOs, um, and other and I also did females as well. I I could really do a good impersonation of my mother, so that became Mary Ledbetter in the end. Um, so an older lady, also a a um, a lady more my age, so I've got three sisters, so that was once again easy for me. I was brought up by my mum and my three sisters and my nana, a very strong um, female presence in my life, which has been amazing because it's probably That's part awesome. and parcel with the idea that I, I am more emotional. I do see uh, things that are in a um, a less uh, masculine light, um, which has been good, good, for, good for men to, to have that. Now, Don't know why I span off into that direction, but I I thought I'd mention it. Um, and so yeah, I I made these little recordings and then um and then life went on and we did Concords and we did other things. And I thought, well, I want to do my own show and I want to do um, what I loved about uh what I still love about comedy is the long form um improvisation aspect of of interviews where um you can well, which is pretty much what we're doing now. But imagine if right, I right. was a fish, a fisherman, and you're uh, talking about you know my life, uh, life out at sea or whatever, and I could just ramble on about these adventures and things, and and you know you'd be looking at your watch, going oh, okay. And I, so <laughs> I love, I love that kind of stuff. So I, I, wanted to do a show that was mockumentary style because this was that was the new thing back then, um, with the office and everything. It was just such a good format for comedy because um, it was, it was. It looks serious, but the uh, the dialogue and the happenings were ridiculous. But it was taken in a serious way. So um, I wanted to have an actual reporter uh, interview me as my as these different characters. And I one of my uh, good friends, David Ferrier, is a reporter, and so I thought we'll put him in as he's he's known in New Zealand as a uh, enterta- entertainment journalist at the time, but now other things. And so I wanted to have a reality to a factor that you know, that could be real. Now, of course, um, the other thing about New Zealand is we have this thing called the the tall poppy syndrome, which is whereby you don't really have it in the States, but a lot of smaller countries or smaller populations definitely have it, whereby if you stick your head out uh, in your community, you'll get it chopped off. So don't don't show off. Don't, you know, everyone keep your head down low and uh, get do your work. And if you start like jumping up and going, look at me, people will go, oh God, that guy's got to go. Uh and they get <laughs> they get angry with you. And so that happens in New Zealand. And of course I was experiencing this because I've always been a, a jumping up look at me flamboyant poppy. And uh <laughs> so people you started to bring me down, especially after, you know, the fame and and fortune from oh, a couple of the things I uh, yeah. But you know, it was okay. It's just it's just yeah, the, yeah. the modern day thing now is comments, you know, people on all those social media, that's just everyone Internet chopping trolls. each other down.
0: Yeah.
1: Internet trolls. So it was kind of like that, but in a different way um and so i wanted to make a show about the ordinary ordinary characters that didn't want to stick their heads up and they were the short poppies so they were just regular people so i then i and i created eight characters two females and uh six men different different types of men um, a ufologist you know a guy that was really into his hot rods um and a, a park ranger uh, which is one of the characters I really love doing. It's kind of a a, a manly man who's sort of uh, from a from a, a different era, who knows nothing about anything apart from trees and and bird life. And uh, there's quite a few of those in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, so I, I love playing that. And then I just put them together, and um, and then I devised the idea, that the overall narrative of of being that this journalist would interview these good people. But they're all from the same town, and their lives would intertwine.
0: And I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's that's how the show
0: came about. And was uh, what was the process of pitching it, and was that fun, or how did how that work? Uh, so out? I
1: knew. Yeah. So I had my friends had a production company, uh, still have it called Augusto in New Zealand, um, and they make beautiful stuff. And so, I wanted them to make it, and. We just went and we pitched the idea to Television New Zealand, and this was—I was going back a few years now. They were—they were totally up for it. They—they they wanted to to have that's a comedy awesome. on air with 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 me, me in it, and me in in, in various roles. And so, awesome. um, it, it happened.
0: What would you say to someone that's that's trying to get their show made or or get something made? And, you know, it, television can kind of be a slow process of trying to get something mm. made. So what would you, what advice would you give to them?
1: Well, the thing with with my stuff is that I had done a lot of it over time live as characters, or like I said, I started off with these audio recordings that really would just yeah. crack me up. And then I would show them to friends. Um, now in this day and age, you can, and it's basically, it's an old system that the the british still use i believe they a lot of their tv shows especially the comedy ones they start off as radio shows so yeah it, it enables you to get the idea down hone it and until you um until it reach reaches a sort of perfection level so when you go to film it and make it for uh, the the video format um, you know, it's already there because one of the things I see with new TV shows that that people make especially in the States They have an idea they'll make something and you can see when you watch it that you know, the the, the characters aren't well thought out enough the the actors don't quite jam uh, Or gel I should gel. say well yeah. enough and that's the difference when you look at something like the concords is that we all knew each other we We're comics and the relationships are already there. So it's that my advice would be to create something with your friends, with people you trust, who you already have relationships with, that um, because the chemistry is the number one thing, chemistry right. and talent mixed. And so if you make something audio first, like on podcast situation, or and then go go do some live performances on stage, and this thing will just grow and the organism will grow. So by the time you actually then film a pilot, um, people will watch it and go, oh, wow, this is already magical. And I think right. that that's probably the best advice I would give is to, is to let something, um, grow. And, and, and from, from a, from a tiny thing
0: plant to, the seed. um,
1: yeah, plant the seed and, and, and
0: let it grow and
1: rub that, rub that seed,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: rub it until it, until it gets big.
0: Yeah. And then, right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, uh, your podcast that you're you're working on now that you created. Um, what was the idea behind that? And um, yeah, how did that aliens like us? How did that because you love space? Um, but how did that come about?
1: Well, Spotify wanted me to uh, I was approached to they were looking for for new personalities, new um, they wanted a, a comedy um, podcasts. You know, Spotify is trying to take over the world, so they they said, "Hey, you uh, you could do a comedy one, and also don't aren't you into weird stuff? Uh, you could do a, right. you could do a sort of a, a a comedy and weird combined." I <laughs> said, "Well, I already do that. It's called the cryptid Factor, and we'd been doing this thing for um, oh, you know cool. nearly ten years." And oh, wow. they said, "Well, yeah, but we want something different." Um, so, uh, and I said, "Why can't you just have this?" And they said, no, no, we're looking for something different. And I said, Well, what about this? And they went, No, 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 we'll go for something different. And then <laughs> and anyway, long story on and on. <laughs> long story short, an hour later. Um, I I I always been into aliens and UFOs. So that offered me a s a, a spin-off, it's like a spin-off idea for me to 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 get into that world more. And I was already in that world, but now all of a sudden, I was given the opportunity to to really talk to some of the experts in that field and go to contact in the desert, which is one of the world's best UFO conferences. Which sadly wow. hasn't happened this year and may not happen next year because of the because of the uh, the COVID right. situation. But luckily, I got in a couple of times. I've done two years at that conference, and you you meet some people with outrageous claims but you also meet some really and for the most part some really educated uh, and honest people who are you know um really investigating the scientific phenomena that is extraterrestrial yeah. visit- visitations and um these UAPs that people are seeing um and once you really get into this uh, and you know you can't not believe because it's just it's
0: just too real. Have you seen uh, an alien or a ship like personally? Nah, that'd be stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry no. <nah>, yeah I, <laughs> what are you mad? Uh, no, I have seen I have seen uh, UFOs, but um, unfortunately, <laughs> I call them astronomical craft because the ones i've right. seen have been up in space so um which 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 lends me to the, the the new interest i have with working with mr tom cruise if we get up there
0: you gotta get I, up
1: there. i gotta get up there baby because <laughs> he's gonna see from that from that uh space station he's yeah. gonna see the, the craft close up because that's that a lot of them are up there
0: yeah.
1: and when yeah. and i've had a couple of opportunities of looking through um night vision binoculars and, and some really good like expensive equipment
0: awesome. and
1: and I have seen uh amongst the stars uh lights come in and not move like a satellite straight across but come in and do weird shaped movements in front of my eyes and the screen and then that's dart awesome. off in a weird direction. And they can only be maybe they're spelling uh, UAPs. out
0: they're
1: like, well you know that's <laughs> funny that you should say that because it just is I was yeah it's like a sparkler, right? Because I'm pretty sure it was like there was an R uh, shaped. In fact, I'm gonna use that from now on. Yeah. They they imagine I should have stayed longer. And also it's a hard it's a hard word to sort of spell. It's Welsh spelling. So it's it doesn't make any sense to a lot of people. R-H-Y-S. You know that just but that just sounds like it's a great name. But it's a great name. And it's it's my name and the aliens have spelt it out.
0: I've, (laughs) I've seen um I I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel the same, like interdimensional. They're different. I feel like they are different dimensions. I don't know. But like, yeah, sometimes I so. I'll be dreaming at night and I'll wake up and I don't know if it's a dream, but I'll like hallucinate like things in front of me. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Now wow. I'm sounding really stupid.
1: No, no, that's great. <laughs> this sounds, I've heard this before. <laughs>
0: like I'll see like, uh, it's quite funny, but sometimes I'll see like straight up gray aliens, and they'll just be staring at me. And sometimes, wow. sometimes they're dancing. Like it's really bizarre.
1: really. <laughs> That's but good I don't... to know.
0: <laughs> but well... I don't know if it's just. I don't know if it's. Uh, you know, I'm dreaming, and I wake up, and I'm still mm. kind of in that realm. But it just feels weird. I don't know.
1: You, you could be in a, luc- a lucid state, and that's when you can see. I believe there are there are times where, yeah, because um, your brain opens up doors to to other dimensions, and and you have to be in a certain state to be able to to go through them, or even just to see through slightly open doors. And that's when you can be seeing things and people. Uh, people can astral travel. People can do all that kind of stuff by altering their mind state, and that's when they do see other, other creatures from other realms. Um, and it's great that uh, that th- these could be they could be protecting you. They could just be there looking at you. They could be you know, and, and who knows why they look the way they are, or whether they're even flesh and blood, uh, flesh and blood real, or whether they're yeah. just figments. But
0: right, yeah. What it looks, the fact like that you see like them static—it looks like static on a television. That's what it looks like. Like, oh wow, and I can see parts of it. So it's it's very bizarre. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: That, is, that is that's. I feel like that's that's definitely um, you're 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 looking through into into another realm. There, you've got to, You've got next time that happens, you have to try harder to to get to them.
0: Yeah, I think... The no, reason... I, have, you ever, have you ever had sleep paralysis? I get it all the time. You do? I get it right. every night. Well, there night. you go. Yeah. Oh, is that um, right? Okay. Well, I, I had, heart surgery. I had a heart surgery uh, 10 years ago, and I was running on machines for like 10 hours. And I don't know if that... Wow. I know it's cr- like, uh, you know, they say that we live in a simulation. I don't know if that's true. Um, but... You know, I feel like I was being run by a machine. Basically, there a machine, a computer was pumping my blood. So, I don't know if that has something like I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'll, I'll definitely yeah, yeah, say yeah. That. Um, anyway,
1: Well, that that's that. I mean, it's it's all great unknown questions that you know yeah. boggle the mind and and for us to try and figure out. And and I think that's. One of the best things we can do while we're here other than yeah. you know, work nine to five and then come home and watch netflix you know there's got to be more there's got to be yeah. more to what we're doing here now we can't even travel we might as well travel inside our brain a bit more and yeah. do that
0: yeah it's true i have a whole list of questions here that i wrote out let's see make sure um uh yeah we did that one uh What's your biggest dream um, that you have in life as a performer? As a performer, sorry, uh, right. or in life? What,
1: well, I, you know, I've achieved so much and I've had yeah, yeah,
0: very little struggles, and I think <laughs> <laughs> No, my my dream, space I think, was if... Tom Cruise.
1: <laughs> yeah, space with Tom. I mean, honestly. I I don't take anything for granted that's happened to me but I have I have achieved great things I've been in, in big blockbuster movies and stuff like that I haven't um had you know lead roles in really anything much so it would be great for to for my own my own apart from a couple of little rom-coms yeah. like that like that indie film um but for me to to try and prove to not only to myself but to the to the world out there that I'm um, capable of of leading a film, being being a being more than the guy that comes in for two minutes to make everyone crack up when when the director or the writer needs it. It's kind of yeah. like, what if I was the lead adventurer in some sort of you know troop of hilarious people that went on some journey? You know, um, I can totally so I, see I, that
0: for you. I, I want I, that to happen
1: because I. Oh, thank you. I, yeah. I'm also a, P- a Peter Sellers fan um, of his work, so I, I really yeah. wanted to kind of have that route of of having a character that, um, and once again, like Mister Bean, like Rowan, you know, have a, have a character that that people can love and they can watch him do a a, a big journey, a big adventure on, on on the big screen. Yeah. So that that would be something for me. Um, I love that. Yeah, and look, there's still time. There's still time. Oh yeah, um, you
0: definitely. You definitely can do that. Um, you know, Keanu Reeves, you know, he was, you know, he did Bill and Ted and it was pretty amazing how he transitioned into like being an action star. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like be point break, you know? Yeah, that's like, right. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, us character actors, that's a hard thing to kind of break through is like being a leading man. And um, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that it's, I think that it's that I way. think it, it, it's the system because
1: it's people, right. yeah. people who are controlling these things are obsessed with all the training that professional actors and actresses do and and how good they are and whatever theory and books or, or how they Russian theatre they've done and yeah. also how they look, you know, but that's getting less and less. So now if you can, if you can, but, uh, but the good looks thing was definitely, and always will be, I think a certain aspect to it, but when it comes to comedy, I mean, it doesn't even, you you don't need that. So, so I think what it comes down to is just like, um, you've got to get, it's It comes down to the people giving you these opportunities. Like when Peyton Reed gave me that opportunity in yes, man, you know, people didn't know me from a bar of soap if they hadn't seen the right. concords I, I was i'd done nothing and so he he went oh but you were great in that and now i'm going to give you this and then i proved in that big movie that i was i was opposite jim carrey and i was still i was still good enough you know i was right i held my own and so and then um and then i did the boat that rocked which is in america is a pirate radio you know richard curtis so Richard you so Curtis, good in that. Um,
0: such a great movie. Thank you. Yeah,
1: he he was another guy that said that said um you know I, I can give you this opportunity because I believe in you. So it comes down to people people believing in you, um and people have a have a funny one with with comedy because especially if you're really in that comedy realm like like we are and, and also um, not everyone is and I think. That kind of um, there's a, little, a weird kind of exclusivity into that club, and so because um, not everyone can do what we can do, and sometimes it just feels really natural for us to do it, um, but uh, therefore we don't get um, we don't get enough steps up, we don't get enough platforms to do what we do because it's it's kind of a, it's, a, it's a smaller it's a smaller arena. I mean, you can count the number of great comedy films that you would rewatch. On your on your fingers you know there wouldn't be there wouldn't be more than ten that you could go the you know they probably for me personally there'd be you know six or seven that I would go I, these are absolutely gold and then the rest of this and there's there's hundreds of others but not that you would watch again or that you would um, have in your heart forever it's it's a hard it's a hard um, realm to to crack and to be part of and um, some and sometimes it's misunderstood some of the best comedy you know your your regular people out there will go oh, i'm not really into that you know that's why mainstream right, right. stuff is so popular um you know big bang theory two and a half men that kind of stuff and and then right. if you put out something like what we do in the shadows that tv series or uh you know so some good. of the other works and some of those some of the british stuff that's out there matt berry's stuff as well um you know you'll get some people who go Oh, it's all right. It's a bit weird. the same with like the British office people go, Oh, that's awkward. But then you'll get other people that'll just be like, this is the jam. This is the best stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, then the mainstream will be like, you sure you okay. Something wrong with you there. And so that's what I also love about comedy because it, um, it's, it's something for everyone. It, it's, it's huge, but it's also really small and you can, and the best thing you can do is just be comfortable with cracking yourself up and your mates. And that is, that, right. that is, that is your happiness level.
0: I love that. Well, I I hope you get to do a ton more leading mans, and I'll be there cheering you on, man. Because um, I, I love. Thank you that. so much. Yeah, um, so uh, uh, what was it like working on uh, Jumanji? That must have been pretty mind blowing. I was. We actually ran into ran into each other. Um, I was going to do Stranger Things, and you were going to do um, Jumanji. Oh, that's right. And a, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, that's the best. I love Karen. Um, what was that? Uh, what was it like doing that movie? And, yeah, can you tell us anything? Uh, give well, us the inside w- scoop.
1: Sure, I will. But before I say that, uh, I thought you were amazing in Stranger Things. And oh, the fact you that you so were in much. that made me real jealous, man, because <laughs> I love that show so oh, much, obviously, you. because of the, yeah. We should be together. We should be
0: together. And uh, I'm going to tell the Duffer brothers we got to do it. Yeah, gotta man, they've, it.
1: They've, got to, they've got to put me in that thing. And and uh, But when I saw you in that spacey parlor, dude, I'm just like, oh, man, of course he's there. You know, you just look so at home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, um, look, Jumanji was, uh, big and I, it's a risk the, you know, when you bring something back like that, whether it's going to be, whether it's going to work out. And for me at the time, it was just, uh, I've been given a role, so I'm not going to say no, I'm going to just go in and, you know, obviously I read the script and stuff. Um, but you still can't tell if it, because, you you know, it. <laughs> with a I I did the old derby skim. And then but with uh <laughs> with the big blockbusters, um, you know, they they can be hit and miss. Um now it just worked out that this one was was fantastic and I was I was proud to be part of it. It just worked, it was funny, and they got the they got everything right, you know, that first one, welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Um and so, yeah, I was happy to to be in a big, big film, to um, have a part that was interesting. I like adventure. So for me, playing this uh, Nigel, Nigel. That turned up in a Land Rover and was an old adventurer, you know, <laughs> that was made, so me, good. That so made me smile.
0: It so robotic. Like your performance is so <laughs> robotic and so on point with being in a video game. It was so, oh. so good. It's so funny.
1: Thank you. Well, that's the other thing.
0: I've played so many video
1: games and my sons are into them. And so, you know, I know what NPCs are like, you know, they, uh, they are, they are funny because, because they're, um, they're so not quite there, you know, you you keep running into them when you're in, when you're in games and they'll, Oh, Oh, you know, I was just (laughs) playing, playing the Witcher three recently. And there's just, that place is just full of NPCs and you can, (laughs) and uh and it's funny when they when they talk to you and then you can move around and come back and they'll say exactly the same thing um but what annoyed me with that movie is that is of course i like to improvise and i'm here with these big great comedy actors and i can't do that i have i have to oh
0: really no improv well not for me because oh wow oh right i'm a a
1: robotic yeah so i'm not human so i can't they can have a little bit of a jam, you know, and I'm, but I have to just keep turning around and saying my same thing a bit like uh, that, that uh, taxi cab driver and total recall. It was never that what was his name. Was yeah. yeah, Johnny uh, or whatever. I felt a little bit like that. Um, but look, the movies, both the movies did really well. And hopefully there'll be another one. And maybe I'll even come out of Jumanji. And maybe my character will, will become alive. That that that's my, be awesome. That's my second big dream
0: that and space (laughs) how much of your stuff that you do is improvise like do you do you tend to you know when you're on a show or or a movie do you like to to add your own add your own spice or your jam as you as you like to say
1: yeah i spread the derby jam for sure um you know i i'll do the words and i'll do and you know normally you get two or three takes and it's at a point now where they know that you know they want me to go off script and see what else i can bring to the table because when i'm in a scene i'll really treat it like it's really happening and my little comic brain will will, will kick in and i'll have other things to fling out there and it'll make it'll make the the movie better it'll make the scene better so awesome. i I like to improvise um, as much as I can, um, and so hopefully and, and usually the directors are up for that. And look, if it didn't work, it doesn't matter. We've got the secured you got it. piece yeah. there. Yeah, so um, that's one of the cool things, don't you think? You, you yeah, must do I that a bit. It.
0: Yeah, I love yeah. doing. I tend to add stuff at the end. I'll tag it with something or add add a little bit here and there. Just put my bit own bit of flair. Bit of yeah, bit of uh, yeah, flair. Um. So what um, uh, before we before we wrap it up here, I want to show you I, I went to New Zealand right after high school. i uh, I took a year off and I just traveled around the world. I went to Hawaii and studied dolphins. Oh, I went nice. to New Zealand and i I, I lived in Wellington, and uh, I was like a uh, I worked at like an info center and an internet cafe. Oh, and no. I just uh, I ended up getting fired from the internet cafe because I was on the internet too much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone was coming in for a rugby game, and I didn't know anything about rugby or hotels, and they wanted me to book a hotel room for them and I, I ended up booking a hotel room that was four hours away. <laughs> From oh, the event no. from Wellington because I didn't oh, know no. I didn't know the yeah.
1: You don't know so, the local area.
0: Yeah, so I I got fired, but I ended up uh, traveling backpacking New Zealand, and uh, going on all these adventures. And I got to write a paper about it for San Francisco College or something. But anyway, I have some photos here that I wanted to show you of just how beautiful. I know you know how beautiful New Zealand is. But, <laughs> This is one. um, Oh, yeah. Me with a four wheeler. Wow. uh, Look at that. Behind beautiful mountains. And I'll I'll show you one more here. Uh, I have a bunch that I, but um, yeah. Which island is that in? Uh, I don't remember my (laughs) ADB, but um, this is another one on a glacier. Oh, yeah. I wanted to show you. That'll be the South Island. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, me with seals, which I loved. Uh, there's a, What's this there's one a seal. Um, oh, there's a seal. There's a seal in there. It's like a beach of seals. Oh yeah. Uh, I anyway, I just wanted to show there's you a lot of this. those. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I just want to, um, uh, close it off with one last question. Um, what would you say, what advice would you give uh, an actor or a performer that's trying to make it in Hollywood? Um, what would you say to them? What advice to have their dream come
1: true? Uh, yeah, I, I would say um, have a close knit support group of people that believe in you um, so that you can make it because if you go out on your own, you know, it can be soul destroying, but so you need, you need to have people in your court uh, to keep, telling you that you can do this because um, it it can be hard out there and uh, now even more so than before but the best thing we have is is this internet platforms to be able to get your get your get yourself out there and do crazy stuff do whatever you whatever makes you tick whatever makes you smile and that you that you think you're good at you can put it out there and then um, yeah other than that keep doing live stuff and because and this this is uh, you know goes right the opposite of what i was saying about the internet being so so helpful but nothing is still more helpful than word of mouth and that and and people humans um aren't on the other end of screens so when you if you can create and i did this a lot i and i did so many solo shows did so many festivals i did the edinburgh fringe festival for like eight years in a row And I started off with 12 people in my audience. And then by, by the eighth year, you know, I was hitting 14, 15 people in the crowd. And so for me, (laughs) sorry, I always put comedy. I can't stand it. Uh, No, I was, I was getting big numbers. I was was in the, (laughs) I was in the, I cracked myself up. You've got to do that. By the end, I was in the biggest venue. Okay. So I guess I'd been on TV and stuff, but know it built up over time and so it's that perseverance it's like the ten thousand hours thing with with uh with sports or with musicians you know practice yeah you've got to you've got to do the art you've got to and you've got to enjoy it if you aren't into it if you're not falling asleep at night thinking of ideas um then maybe it's not for you you've got to you've got to live it and breathe it and i've always breathed comedy and so it was it was never going to be anything else but me Doing this for the world, so yeah, that's that's the advice.
0: That's awesome, thank you, Reese. Thank you so no much. Where, where can people find you on the uh, the interweb or in the dimensions?
1: Yeah, well, uh, in, in, on the earth dimension, uh, I'm on all <laughs> the platforms, uh, but it's Reese R H Y S as the aliens uh spell it out, uh, I e I add that, uh, R H Y S, I e Darby Reese Darby, um and awesome. that's usually on on, on
0: and on your podcast this. people should listen to that it's, it's yeah. really awesome
1: yeah aliens like us and also um the cryptid factor which is just is the one that we're we're currently it's we've been doing it since 2008 and we wow. we used to do it every whenever we could uh because there's three we're in three different parts of the world um but now we're doing doing it regularly. And so it's, it's pretty madcap, but it's, it's, it's about creatures and it's about uh, um, predominantly about entertainment, about making people happy when we, when we, we, when we ramble. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you, Reese. Thank you so much. I'm rooting for you. Uh, I'm in your corner, man. I wish you so much success, more success and uh, you're crushing it. As usual, so thank you so much for for doing this, man. Really appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, man, and I hope we can yeah. work
1: together soon. That's yeah, my that's too. my third
0: dream, you and I. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, All right brother. See ya. Have a great day.
1: See ya. Watch right. out for those staticky aliens. <laughs> you
0: too. You too, man. Bye. Okay. See ya. That was fun, y'all. That was real fun, Reese Darby. Go look him up. Go go on the internet and surf away, cause he's the best. It was really nice to get to talk to him. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I had this whole thing planned out where I was gonna have a puppet co-host, uh, but this this guy right here. But I I. Got, I got nervous and I was like, that's, that's just too stupid. I can't do that. Uh, so, you know, for the people listening, it's, it's a puppet with a funny face, um, big, big eyes, uh, big horned ears, uh, big teeth, all green. Yeah. So, um, I didn't take out the puppet. Uh, I'm glad I didn't because I don't think we need a puppet. Sorry. Sorry. His name's Snarple. He's sleeping right now. But yeah. Um, uh, I do uh, I do uh, birthday videos on Cameo, and I like to use the puppet for that. But that's what that will be for. So if you want a, a birthday video or anything, any celebration, you can find me on Cameo. Uh, you can find me on the internet, online. Just Google me. And... Uh, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please go on, uh, Apple podcasts, leave a review, likey and subscribey. And, uh, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, uh, have a, uh, a wonderful day, evening, morning, uh, whatever time zone you're in while you're listening to this. I wish you all great success in life, love, and happiness. You're all the best. Thank you for listening. This has been Daydreaming with me, Maddie Carteropal. Thank you. And cut. Daydreaming.